This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Last week, we had a very special guest on the podcast, Amy Graham, and we were talking all things differential diagnosis, um, evaluation, treatment, all of that good stuff for speech sound disorders. So if you haven't had a chance to take a listen, it was an amazing episode. I know Claire and I took a lot away from it and we've had tons of messages and comments and likes and stuff like that. So uh, you're definitely missing out if you haven't had the chance to take a listen. Yeah, that was so great. I was so excited. We were able to have her on the show. That was so informative. So this week we are talking about telepractice again, and the reason or teletherapy, whatever you all want to call it. (laughs) Um, And the reason we're doing this again, if you've been following us since the beginning, our second episode ever was on telepractice. And it was because we had all just kind of been thrown into it. Um, and we had all been doing it for a couple months. Cause it was like June of last year, I guess that we would have been talking about it. Mm-hmm. And now we've all been doing it for about a year. I know I've been seeing posts on Instagram that you guys just celebrated like your one year of telepractice mm-hmm. and that's so cool. And it's so exciting, but I think we can continue to learn from each other and share resources and activities because it is a different type of therapy. So we just wanted to update on some of our favorite stuff that we've been doing. And we would love to hear from you guys too, any tips or tricks that you found. So please feel free to message us those and we can share them. Um, and we'll just dive right in. I guess the first thing I wanted to talk about really was green screens and virtual screens. I think the best thing that zoom ever did was make virtual screens, a free thing on zoom. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. I'm still, I know (laughs) every time I talk about it, I'm still like, I can't believe they did that. That's so great. So if you have the most recent zoom update, and I know I'm still telling people about this. So if you don't have the most recent update, make sure you get it because they do let you have a virtual background. I guess it's more of a virtual background. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's pretty much the same. The only difference is that you're inside of a box as opposed to a green screen. You can move your arms all over the place and point to things. Um, The virtual screen, you're kind of set inside this box, but it still works the same way. You can move yourself, which I think is really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I use. Rachel, do you have a green screen? Um, I don't. And you know what? I, I feel like I need to dabble in this area more because even though I am hybrid at my school, we still have a virtual day. So I still Mm -hmm. see students virtually, but I've just been doing the backgrounds. Okay. Yeah, me too. And I, I haven't done the green screen either just because I haven't really gone into that realm of like purchasing something. And Mm -hmm. if you want to also listen to our episode that we did with PlaySpark, Mm -hmm. um, they described a lot about how you really don't need to like 
buy a $50 green screen or hundred dollars, however it is. Um, some people will literally go to the dollar store and buy green fabric, or I know, um, it's really funny. My parents, my mom and stepdad own their own business and they are starting to do like virtual meetings and they painted in their garage, like one of their garage walls green. Mm -hmm. And they're using that as their green screen, which I thought was, I know. So yeah, my stepdad found like the legit color of what a green screen is like the color number. And he went and bought it and they painted it and away they go. I love it. I've also seen people get, um, like the plastic, uh, tablecloth covers Mm -hmm. and use that. Yeah. Yeah. So easy. So also if you haven't heard of go-go speech, you need to, because she is first of all, my favorite human to watch on a video. She's so animated and lively and great. She has all of her, um, green screen or backgrounds, I should say on a website. And if you purchase them, or if you're on your if you're on her mailing list, you get a free one per month, like a light version, which is really awesome too. But if you are a part of GoGo Speech, you get to have um, like complete access to her website. And she has all of them on an example. Like she has a video example of all of them. So you can get ideas on how to implement it with your kids, but they're just super interactive and the characters are so fun. Um, And then another way that I get those screens are from the Facebook group. It's the group. Yes. Are you on that? Yeah. Yes. So we talked about this, um, back on the place park episode, yes. but my aunt who is actually an SLP in, um, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and she's like very seniored in her job and like knows all of the resources and what have you introduced me to that group. And that group is like, talk about a rabbit hole. Like you can <laughs> go on there and look in the files and literally type in whatever you're looking for, like farm right. or barn mm-hmm. scene or whatever. And then like, I'm not kidding. 45 minutes later, you're like, I've downloaded so many things. Right. I, I do yeah. that weekly. I go because truly people post on there at least 15 times a day. Like there are resources popping up on that group at all times. And there's Mm -hmm. always something new. So I always dedicate like an hour at the end of my week, looking through that group to download things because bless all you SLPs that make some of those backgrounds are putting them up there for free, which is so amazing. And the Um, creativity is like out of this world. It's amazing. And especially like around now where there's so many holidays, like we had Valentine's day, St. Patrick's day, Easter's coming up there's a lot of holiday themed ones, which is great. So you can kind of get into the themed activities. So make sure you're a part of that face group, Facebook group. If you missed it, just message us and we can remind you. Um, but it's the green screen distance learning speech therapy group. And it's completely worth it. So great. Um, another way you can use your virtual screen or green screen is just by making a PowerPoint. So the virtual screen on zoom lets you load in a PowerPoint. So I've done a lot with some of my older kids and adults that I see, I'll have their PowerPoint presentation because we usually go through a PowerPoint, especially my fluency kids. I have like a PowerPoint. I go through of their strategies and education just to kind of like warm up during the beginning of their session. And it's just been something different and fun to put it behind me because instead of just showing them, it's me moving around and like pointing to things. So it's just a little bit more interactive. If you have anyone that you're doing more of a presentation with, um, you can do it that way. I've also tried to coach some of my kids that are in fluency. We do fluency presentations every once in a while where they like make a presentation and then they have to give it to me using their strategies or doing cancellations or whatever it is. And I have tried to coach some like 
of my kids to use their virtual screen to do this. And they think that's so cool. Letting them do it. Yeah. And it hasn't worked with all of them because obviously it does take some time to like get them to figure out how to do it. Um, but the parents that are more involved in the sessions have been able to easily do it for them. So it's awesome, but you can use these. I think a big takeaway from PlaySpark when we talked to them as well was you can use these for adults, teens, and older kids. I think oh, yeah. it gets it gets the rep of only being for little kids because they're so interactive, but you can really do this to change things up with some of your older clients as well. Mm-hmm. And I love that you can vary it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can take like, say you're doing the exact same activity or scene. So barn or farm, you can do language-based therapy with that, like EET describing Mm -hmm. different animals and comparing and contrasting. Or if you have an articulation student, you can find words, you know, that are on the farm that have those sounds, or you can create a story if they're working on expressive language. I love that they're very, um, versatile. Yeah. And like, talk about low prep, right. You just take one and use it all day long. (laughs) I love that. Um, the next uh, tiny category that we have would just be like overall virtual resources that we've kind of come across during our um, extended teletherapy uh, practice. And the first one that I have was actually sent to me by a SLP in my district. And it's just an awesome Venn diagram um, resource because I do a lot of comparing and contrasting with my students. And talking about it is great, but for them to like see the visual of these are the words that fall in the category of describing a cat. These are the words that describe a dog, but these are the words that we can use for both is super helpful. And if you guys want that link, uh, feel free to DM us, but it's classtools.net and then it's just slash Venn. So V-E-N-N. And um, you can adjust it to however many things you're comparing. Uh, It has nice, like bold colors, which stands out. And I've just found it to be really useful. That sounds great. I haven't heard of that. I don't think that sounds awesome. It's kind of my go-to for language stuff like that. Um, Another one that Claire and I have talked about probably a million times is VOOX, V-O-O-K-S or Storyline Online. And those are two different resources for um, free online books. I know books, they were giving away free educational memberships. I do think you have to pay for it now, right? Mm-hmm. I I got my free like year and then it just, I'm pretty sure it just stopped recently. I think so. mine does like in a week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I tried to remember when it mm-hmm. was, but I think I missed it. So I think it automatically renewed, which is fine. I was probably going to do it anyway, because it's mm-hmm. really worth it. I do use it quite a bit. Yeah. And um, it's not very much for a year. I don't think it's pretty reasonable. The actual amount, I, I can't remember what it is. But. I know. I feel like we've looked it up. It was reasonable though. Um, another option though is Storyline Online and those are free. That's the website where they have various um, famous or influential mm-hmm. people reading you stories. I've talked about how they come with lesson plans or guides, which is also another amazing resource mm-hmm. because again, that's low prep and everyone loves a good low prep activity. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I've done for books is literally, if I know a book that I want to read, but I don't have it or I can't find it mm-hmm. on one of those resources is I just get a YouTube video for it and yeah. I mute it and I read it. <laughs> oh, that's so, so smart. Because sometimes I don't like the voice it. Like sometimes people make their own videos and I just don't love it. So I'll just mm-hmm. mute the video and then 
yeah, away we go. Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, the next that I have on here is k5learning.com. Yeah. I like them a lot. They have a lot of good language-based activities, um, especially if you have a student, like I have a fair amount of students that are working on WH questions following an instructional level paragraph read aloud. Um, and that's perfect because they have things leveled. So I'm only K through five. So that's really all I've paid attention to. Um, but they have tons of resources for each grade. Mm -hmm. um, and I, that's kind of a go-to for yeah. that also. ABC. Yeah. Is another one that I oh, felt yeah. like is kind of similar. Um, I've really only used it for my younger kids, like you're saying, but mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think they have some older kid, um, like more academic based. Cause what I've used it for mostly is like reinforcements or, mm -hmm. um, just some very simple concept things with some of my little kids. Mm -hmm. So, but I think they have more than that on there. I just haven't spent a ton of time looking at it, but it's, it's a great website. It's similar to K5 learning, um, mm -hmm. the way it looks and the way it's set up. Yeah. And I think it's a good go-to to have. Both of those um, are also good for basic concepts. Mm -hmm. I think you just said that, but like um, yep. big or small versus yeah. same or different yep. versus, yeah. So those are helpful too, because those activities can be hard to find, mm -hmm. um, especially for online resources. Yeah, definitely. For whatever reason. Um, another one I tossed on here that I'm sure everyone knows about, or I hope they do, is Mommy Speech Therapy. If you type that in and go to her website, she has tons of free um, sheets of pictures for articulation words, and she breaks it down really nicely for uh, pictures like in the initial, medial, and final position. She has some for phrases and some for sentences too. So that's an awesome resource because when my school shut down last year, it was kind of like, okay, we're shutting down. We'll come back in three weeks. And then that turned into another month. And then that turned into like a year. So we didn't really have, and we didn't have access to our building. So we didn't have the opportunity to grab materials like that, that we needed. And Gosh, you don't realize, so I know. To not have you access to all your materials. God. Yeah. And you don't realize how much you rely on like Weber articulation decks right. until you don't have them. So that yeah. was my, um, go-to. I was very dependent on that yeah. last spring for sure. Each teammate is the same thing. And I think I've told you about this before, Rachel, I might've even said it on here. Um, but speech teammate is the same thing as mommy speech therapy. Um, but it's just different words. So if you ever Amazing. need a different, different stimulus items, go to speech teammate. Cause it, it's just a little bit different of a layout, but essentially it's the same lists of words that are broken down initial medial final. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, if you need more go there. Yeah. You think it's easy to just like come up with it's not <laughs> K where, you know, right. K in the initial, and then you get to like five and you're like, mm, nope. let's do cookie again. Right. Yeah. Well, especially when you have, especially when you're doing it with little kids that mm -hmm. require like a visual, if you want pictures, it's really hard to like come up with that all on your own. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Especially for our tech, because I feel like I try and get as many repetitions as right. I possibly can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. And you obviously don't want to drill the same word. So, yeah. Um, one that I just found, and I think it's my new favorite, 
is the New York Times does a series called What's Going On in This Picture. Claire, have you heard of this? No, but I'm looking it up right now because I have not. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> someone posted about it on the amazing um, Instagram speech community and literally just go to Google and type in the New York yeah. Times What's Going On in This Picture. And it pulls up a series of tons of different pictures in different categories. They even have one that specifically says 40 more intriguing photos to make mm-hmm. students think and their pictures and scenes just packed full of tons of different things with amazing opportunities for language. Claire and I are both looking right now. So good um, for your older kids too. If you're look, cause I struggle to find older kid pictures that mm-hmm. aren't, that they're not going to be like, Oh, this is like a cartoon character. Yeah. These are great. They're amazing. And I've started using them in um, in in-person sessions too, Mm -hmm. because I feel like with the past year being virtual, we're so used to using technology that obviously it's so nice to have a break from that, but also they're very used to that Yes, and they react well to it. So I try and embed it a little bit as I can. So I've been pulling these into sessions too, and I love them. And so are we now for that matter. I feel Mm -hmm. the same way when I'm in person now, there's times when I'm like, oh, I have this online resource that I really want to do, but mm-hmm. wait, we're in person. So I think it's okay though, to kind of have a hybrid sometimes yeah. and bring in electronic resources if you have them. Cause it's all great. Yeah. This <clears> is, I'm like, you could get lost in rabbit hole. Sure. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I highly suggest you guys check it out because there yeah. are so many cool pictures. That's great. I love that. Um, if you guys haven't checked out free Mad Libs, that's another one I really like. Um, there's a bunch of those. If you Google free Mad Libs online, you'll find something. The one that I have is like bookworm or something like that, that I usually use. Um, but there's a bunch of them and you can find them anywhere. And the one that, um, I think it's bookworm. Hold on. I should, I should tell you guys glow word. Sorry. Bookworm glow word. <laughs> I don't know. Um, glow word. It has tons of categories. So it's like mad libs about jobs, mad libs about dinner, mad libs about famous people. So, um, there, there's so many different kinds, which is what I really like about it. I feel like some of the other mad lib sites I found, it's just one and you just do it over and over and over again. Uh-huh. This one has different themes to the Mad Libs, which is really cool. So it's, I've been using it with some of my kids for a long time and we've never used the same one twice. So there's, I don't know how many there are on there, but there's a lot. There are probably at least a hundred. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. This is one thing that I have not used before. It's so but, easy. All you do is generate. Yeah. Like once you fill out all the words, you just generate it. And I usually copy and paste what it comes up with onto a word doc. Cause it's kind of small, like mm-hmm. visually the Mad Libs site, the glow worm glow word <laughs> is not super visually attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually I'll just like not share my screen and have them come up with words. I do this, especially for fluency, mm-hmm. um, while they're practicing strategies, but then, then I will copy it into a word doc and have them read it. So it's really Such fun. Yeah. And you can yeah. do a lot of different things with it. And my, I, my kids, I used, um, 
Mad Libs like a couple years ago in person. And I just remember they thought they were so funny when, you know, asks for a noun and they pick like hot dog and then right. they read the sentence and it makes no sense. Right. And they think it's so funny. I just love the reactions I get. I know some of my kids like can't even read it because they're laughing. So yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it's not that funny, but yeah. I'm glad that you think it's, it is. It's great. just a hot dog. And they're right. like, hot dog. Right. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and then the last resource that I recently found was called wheel of names. Um, it's basically like wheel of fortune and you plug in whatever things you want into the wheel and you can make it your own, or there's some pre-made ones, but the pre-made ones, I haven't found really any I like. Um, but you could, it'd be great to use for like categories or anything really. I use it for fluency a lot. Um, and we spin the wheel of strategies and then we practice that strategy, or I've used it as, and this was actually an inspiration from one of my students. She did it this way. Um, we used it for an adult client who is working on, um, he has dysarthria. So he's working on intelligibility of speech and, um, some of those strategies to help intelligibility of speech. And we've just been looking for like different activities and she had an introduction activity. So she put um, different types of people on each part of the wheel. So like mm -hmm. a family member, a friend, a colleague, um, a famous person, mm -hmm. um, all these different types of people. And when it spun on that person, he had to introduce them and talk about them and who they were. And it was just a really great activity. And what I thought, great activity. I, I know. And I thought it was just so different and such a functional activity as well. Um, so then I actually went and used it with one of my fluency kids and I had to give them a little more scripting for it, a little bit more support for it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was still great because again, what a functional way to practice whatever you're practicing, especially for fluency, dysarthria, anything functional based. Mm -hmm. I, it was just great. So definitely check that out. It can be used in a variety of different ways, but that's just something I used it for. Yeah. My, um, intern that I have this semester actually introduced me to this. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know about it at all. And she was using it during teletherapy for EET and Ooh, she took yeah. each of the, um, different pieces on the wheel to, you know, like green group, mm -hmm. blue do, white wear. Um, and they really liked that because just like <clears throat> something simple like that makes it, yeah more, you know, entertaining, just making it different. Exactly. Cause some kids, they just need variety in things. So just trying to find new things is Definitely. helpful. Um, the next thing we want to touch on real quick is just virtual tours. I know we talked about this in our first episode, I think a little bit, well, second episode technically. Um, but the first episode about telepractice, we talked about it. And if you haven't done a virtual tour yet, you should, they're so fun. Mm -hmm. I just have fun because it like it, honestly, even though it's on the computer, it sets you out of mm -hmm. life for a second. And you're just like in this world. Um, my favorite lately has been the San Diego zoo because they have live cams of all yes. of the animals. You can watch them live and in time. And it's so, it's just so cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's also ones out there for museums, aquariums, space center. I did one recently with, um, a, like a NASA space center. One of my clients really likes rockets. And so we did like a, it was the space center that we looked at. Um, and then they're one of my favorites that there is, this is actually a YouTube video. Virtual tours can be a lot of things. It's either, um, like one of those Google map 
type thing views where it like takes you around and you can actually pick where you go. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's just a video where you can, and what I usually do is I mute it if there's somebody talking and we just watch it and then I pause it as we go. Um, And that's the one for Harry Potter world that I have used quite a bit too, because that's super fun and I enjoy it as well. Um, And we'll talk about Harry Potter world. So I love that. I feel like they have um, virtual tours or live cams for like everything now. Mm -hmm. So um, Nick, my husband works for a tech company that develops um, like different technology for individuals that are blind or low vision. Mm -hmm. So they get a lot of resources from like guide dogs of America. Yeah. And he um, sent me the link to a live cam for guide dogs of America, where they just had like a new litter of puppies. Oh my gosh. I know it was so cute. So I use that in therapy too, because like who doesn't love puppies? Right. Oh, Uh, how fun. That is cool. I haven't heard of that. Fun. I know that would be great if like shelter, like animal shelter. Mm-hmm. and stuff could do something like that that'd be yeah. so cool I love it so I feel like you can honestly go out on a limb and type in your client or student's interest and then toss live cam or virtual mm-hmm. tour and something's you'll find something yeah you'll find something and you might have to be creative again it might be like a YouTube video or even just pictures that you scroll through mm-hmm. but something different like yeah you can do it I love it and then I think the last ish thing, I think we're going to go through some other stuff just based on how we've been doing in teletherapy since the last time we talked about it. But, um, the last thing I wanted to make sure you guys knew was any of you who work with older students, um, especially like teens and maybe even into adulthood telepractice is possible. I know that it's a little bit harder, especially depending on your disorder area, but I do have clients that have aphasia or have dysarthria that I was just talking about that I do work with over telepractice and it's totally possible. It just takes a different kind of level of prompting. And it also takes a lot of caregiver support depending on their level of functioning. And I'm sorry, I said caregiver. I saw a post I'm going off now, but I saw a post the other day that said something like, don't call them a caregiver, call them like a partner or like a communication partner. Um, just because some of these adults, it's almost like demeaning to say a caregiver mm-hmm. um, because they're an adult. So I apologize for saying that. I love whoever posted that, by the way, because it really got me thinking. Anyway, like that. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot of their partners and their family support to do this, but it is totally possible. Um, it's also possible to do groups. And Rachel, have you done groups on telepractice? I have. Um, How'd it the, go? I'm just curious. The most I've done was three. Okay. Yeah. And too, um, they all had very similar goals. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, you always end up with that group in person. That's like, especially in a school, that's kind of like hodgepodge because that's mm-hmm. just what works with your schedule. So yeah. I will say that is challenging to do over telepractice. So if you do group them, I would obviously try and make it as close to, you know, similar goals as possible. Um, or else you have to do the like, okay, everyone mute, I'm working with so-and-so on this and kind of round robin it that way. Yeah. I know the only groups I've really done are like extensions off of their individual. So, um, like I've done some fluency groups, but I also see the children for individual therapy. So the fluency Mm -hmm. group is more, almost more support-based than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we do some therapy, but it's also just them giving, giving them a chance to like be together. 
Um, and then I've also been a part of some aphasia groups that are really cool. The National Aphasia Association does an aphasia cafe every month. If you guys are into aphasia and interested in being a part of that, anyone can go students, speech therapists, people with aphasia, families. Um, and if you just sign on to their email list, you can get the links for those. And they're, they're so cool. They just have different topics every month and they all get to talk to one another. And I love that. Yeah. It's, it's hard, um, but it works and it's something obviously mm-hmm. they would rather be in person, but something is better than nothing. And for that age group, especially, um, I know the vaccine's rolling out, but it's still not very safe for them to be out in a group atmosphere. So, yeah, definitely. The only other thing I was going to say was, and this is obviously a little different if you're not in a school, but I did have the opportunity to, um, observe like some morning meetings for my self-contained classes or reading buddies or something like that. And that's an awesome opportunity for me to see how they're using their language skills that we work on. Um, So that's been really nice for like data purposes and observation. Mm -hmm. Um, But groups are hard. Groups are hard. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So I think that is about it. It's so funny because Rachel and I both were looking over like our previous notes from um, our telepractice episode. And I noticed Mm -hmm. a couple of things. First of all, we've gotten a lot more lax on our (laughs) podcast because we used to like type a lot of notes to one another. Mm -hmm. And now we kind of just go like, I think our notes for this one are half a page. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we don't do as much of that, um, which I think is more fun anyway. We just kind of gotten more used to the podcast. And the second is when we did this, I was still um, or just coming off of working at the outpatient clinic. So all of my ideas were more physical items because Mm -hmm. when I gave telepractice or when I did telepractice with the clinic, they didn't use Zoom, they used Epic and through Epic, you couldn't screen share. So we literally only had to use physical items. And I mean, it worked, we did what we could, but it was hard. And yeah. so those were all of my ideas were physical items when we yeah. talked about last. And I just feel like I've come such a long way and I feel pretty good about it because I've definitely ex- expanded my knowledge on materials that you can use over the computer. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you guys haven't listened to that first teletherapy episode, do go back and listen to mm-hmm. it. Um, there are good ideas on there, like using um, eggs. I mean, Easter's like Easter's right around coming, the corner. Yeah. And even if you don't celebrate those eggs or surprise boxes or whatever you have are perfect for so many activities in person or not. Um, and then another activity that I loved that Claire had was recorded animal noises. Oh yeah. So if you listen to that episode, Claire suggests it. And I'm like, this is such a fun idea. I have to try it. Well, it's I so did cute. try it and <laughs> I've had some good and bad experiences with it. I had a student like very concerned. I had a cow in my house. Oh my God. Like very concerned. Like Mrs. Hensel, you need to go check your house. Yeah. Which Why is there a cow in there? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I love that. Um, And then I guess the only other one I wanted to touch on was scavenger hunts. I feel like that's still such a good idea. Um, especially for those students that need that movement break to get up and out of their seat, get those wiggles out. Because 
teletherapy is not easy to be engaging. So when you're face to face with them, you have hands-on materials and you have games or manipulatives or whatever to kind of hold their attention. And with teletherapy, you just have a screen and you have to hope they stay in front of it. Yeah. And I have been there where they have run away and like the parents can only do so much. And I have saints for parents that have worked so hard with some of my kids and I'm so, so thankful for them. Um, but yeah, I think scavenger hunts, that's a good one. And you can generalize that too, right? You can, um, if they have an access to a printer, you could send one of those sheets from mommy speech therapy with all of their sounds and have their parents hide them around Mm, the house. That's a great idea. I like that. I've done that one. Or you can do, um, you know, find me something fuzzy, find me something bouncy, or you can just name actual items. And then when they bring them back, go through the EET chain or compare and contrast or make sentences or what have you. So I like that idea. Yeah. There's so much you can do, especially getting them up and moving. Go noodle is good for that too, for movement breaks. I just thought of that. I haven't, I need to use that more. I used it a lot for a while and then for some reason I kind of stopped, but I need to go back to it because it's really good for movement yeah. breaks. And even if you're in person, it's good for movement breaks. So. Yeah. That's a big, um, hit <clears throat> at my school. Everyone loves a go noodle for sure. All right, guys, I think that's yeah. all we have for you. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and all of the great ideas that we came up with. Thanks again so much for joining us. And as always, you can find me, Rachel, on Instagram at Super Sweet Speech. And if you or anyone you know is in need of speech therapy in Southeast Michigan, feel free to email me at speechissupersweet at gmail.com. And you can also follow the Let's Talk About Speech podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you give those a like and a follow. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at kindly underscore speech or my Facebook page, Kindly Speech LLC. And if anyone in the Ohio area is in need of speech teletherapy, please contact me, kindlyspeechllc at gmail.com. And then Rachel and I also have the email for the podcast, let's talk about speech podcast at gmail.com. Email us with suggestions or questions, or if you need a resource, especially from this episode, um, you can either send us an email or you can always message us on Instagram. Thanks so much. You guys are amazing. Bye. Hey guys, before we dive into today's episode, we wanted to let you know that speechtherapypd.com is hosting a teletherapy reboot called Navigating a New Era, and it's a virtual conference that will take place on March 28th, 2021. The best part is you can earn 0.7 free ASHA CEUs, which includes ASHA reporting. And I'm going to give you the three different sessions that they're going to go over just to give you something to look forward to. So the first session is called teletherapy, looking back and looking forward, and they're going to cover the insights and challenges of teletherapy. The second session is called Mental Health, How to Survive and Thrive, and they're going to cover the social and emotional well-being of the professional, parents, and the child. And the third session is called Filling the Gap, Bridging Cultural Competence to the SLP, and they're going to cover how we increase diversity into the field and bring cultural awareness into our practice. If you need more information or want the link to sign up, make sure you visit the link in our bio. Thanks, guys.